not manslight me or manslight me. Miss Welcome back to Miss Sandry with Marsha and Ray. We have fancy equipment this time because we are here with the meme team's Tony Zaret. Yeah, Tony. Our our producer Neil is out loving his beautiful wife in Peru, <laughs> in South America. In South America. Um, so we found another man to work for us for free. <laughs> And exploit the labor of. Uh, but listen to his podcast. It's called The Meme Team. It's also like the nicest apartment I've ever been in. So nice. Oh my God. I would have to have like sex for like money with a, right. with a rich stranger. If we could paint a picture, a, there's furs everywhere. Like there's Furs covering the apartment. It's just so nice. It's very nice. But what a week. It was so nice we had to take our shoes off. I know we had to in. take our shoes off. Wow, what a week for the militia. Yes. I mean, we really got our foot in the door in Hollywood. But it's 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 a good start. Harvey Weinstein, these allegations coming out. But I mean, it only happens after decades and decades. And finally, this man has... But he's not even in jail. He's just lost his career. Oh, no, no. He's uh, skipping bail or whatever will come for him in, in Europe. Right. He's, he's in, he, excuse me. He's in uh, sex rehab. I think that's sex addiction rehab. Right. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. That's what they always say. They're like, oh, it's sex addiction. And I saw that and I like tried not to be insensitive. Right. But then it's just like there's an addiction to sex that's consensual. And then there's of course. An, a, a, vi- a repeat violation of people who are not consenting well this is what so i had my twitter was um full of just lovely mentions today and yesterday because the academy uh fired harvey weinstein i don't know you know they um they revoked his membership right they revoked his membership and that's only the second time they've ever done that and it's like that is good, and I think that it was good, even though they knew, of course, that they would open themselves up to criticisms. And one of the criticisms is, like, okay, I'm glad that they kicked Harvey Weinstein out, but what I tweeted is, like, Mel Gibson on tape said, if he said to his ex-girlfriend, if you get raped by a pack of N-words, you will be, it'll be your fault. And then in that same tape, he admitted to hitting her while she was holding their child. This and is the in Academy, addition to getting caught drunk driving by a cop and right. calling that All the other stuff sugar tits and also using jewish uh anti-semitic language so and the i mean not only the academy give casey affleck the award for best actor as he had to pay out money to women victims right but then you have like mel gibson was given this whole recovery like let's redemption tour like narrative let's let him back and so then i tweeted this and these people started tweeting back at me this one guy tweeted back at me well, Mel Gibson was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that got treatment. Fuck. There are plenty of bipolar people who don't do racist shit like that. That's what, And also, it's like, that is so not fair to bipolar people to say the reason he hit his wife with their child in his hand is because he was bipolar? Yeah. No. No. No, that is not. And then he goes, they settled. Okay, she actually broke her non-disclosure to warn people about his abusive nature while he was trying to do his redemption tour. Every excuse they have, it's like, what are you talking about? And I always go back to him like, before you play devil's advocate, seriously remind yourself. Well, you should already not trust Mel Gibson because a full per- a person who grew up their full life 
wife in Australia who doesn't have an Australian accent ain't trustworthy. Ain't nothing oh my trustworthy God. about a person who spent their whole life on another hemisphere, but they sound like me. That's so funny. It's the same as like the opposite when you have that girl who goes to London for like six months when she's like 13 and then she comes back like, oh, hello. Yeah, exactly. How are you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's wicked cool. <laughs> I bet he didn't say niggers with an Australian accent. And that's right? what he said it like a true um, blue American. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, don't trust anybody who spent their whole adult, li- adult life in another place and then they sound <laughs> just like you but it's crazy so of course all this like hollywood like has been covering for this terrible corruption and you still have these reporters like who asked woody allen for their take why are who who was like i don't think that's a bad thing to ask woody allen for his take because i want yes i want woody to uh indict himself right the issue isn't that woody allen uh said anything (laughs) right The, the issue isn't that he was asked to say anything the issue is that his dumb ass said it right why would i if i'm out here i'm dancing i'm free you Mm -hmm. know why would i say anything but that's how truly audacious they're because even harvey weinstein who has had his whole career collapse and like i saw this with this guy in the comedy community who was accused of rape like they think that they will get their careers back everybody will realize it's bullshit they're innocent and they'll be given a second chance because they're so audacious in their own minds the thing is like i don't think it's like a weird thing too because i noticed that it's not just crimes right it's sex criminals right who are so defiant. Right. They are like defiant in a way that is unnatural and like unprecedented for any other thing because like a woman beater isn't defiant. A woman beater is apologetic and then hopes to get his career back, right? Or like a thief or something. They're always like... Except for there are defiant woman beaters a lot. Who? Who besides Chris Brown? And even he Russell apologizes Crow? about that. Russell Crowe is not a defiant woman beater. Is it? He's like, he just he's, doesn't talk about it. Right. I guess I see that as defiant maybe. No, defiant. I'm talking... Like where they brag about not it. Not that they brag about it. That they're Open in your secret. face like aggressive. Like we're going to sue people who say something about me type right. shit so like when i think of defiant sex predators i think of r kelly who after being acquitted then went on to do albums and named himself even before acquittal actually the pied piper of r&b right shit like that yeah and like, like harvey weinstein who sued the new york times or filed a lawsuit against the new york times when the stories that he eventually admitted to came out yeah so like this is the kind of defiance I'm yeah. talking Dr. about. Dr. Luke countersued Kesha and exactly. won Taylor Swift's lawsuit even. Exactly. The guy who sued her trying to get $3 million. Exactly. So there's like a special defiance that yeah, men who there is. abuse people sexually It shows their do. entitlement too where they're just like, I absolutely deserve to act this way and have everybody around me make it okay because you see it in all communities, large and small. Like you see it in fucking improv comedy and shit. Every single scene has these dudes that get away with it for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And they're so bold about it because it's an open secret to the point where every woman knows about it. And then when it gets to the, the, like everybody's ears, all of a sudden the women are blamed for having known all this time and warned each other. And it's like, how else were we supposed to survive? wasn't being taken down yeah no they i don't think that and i don't know if they want to know how difficult it is to be like someone who's been violated in such a way that you know you feel frozen into like you you feel 
I mean, if speaking from experience, you're kind of frozen into, uh, it's not consent, but I don't know what the word would be, where you're like frozen into this like terrified compliance. Right. And then you kind of hope for something to end. And then when you've already done that part, within yourself, there's a shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. and the fact that you let in quotation marks it happen and then you have to admit that it happened and that you in quotation marks again let it and then you have to find other people who have a similar situation to you that are not still living in the embarrassment and shame part and are willing to come forward and that's already 10,000 steps you didn't want to take. Yeah. And so then you do all that part only to now present yourself to the populace and have everyone doubt your story, doubt your value, think you're a shitty person for letting it happen, think you're a shitty person for trying to come through later Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And like everybody's about protect the money, protect the money, protect the money. Harvey Weinstein was making too many people enough money Mm -hmm. that they would eat a story about him assaulting a 22 year old girl. Right. Or even get the women for him. He had female assistants, his brother now saying, Oh, I'm ashamed. And all of these women tweeting, Oh, that's funny. You were ashamed. You were the one who brought me to him. Mm. You were the one who brought me to oh, the hotel. his brother, his brother's girlfriend accused, like while his brother was in a relationship with this woman, this woman says, Hey, Harvey Weinstein assaulted me mm-hmm. and his brother helped smear her publicly well and it just got found out so all these people miramax everybody is like we had no idea which obviously isn't true the whole board knew but in harvey weinstein's contract with specific projects it was written in that he couldn't be fired for allegations of sexual harassment well so uh i i talked to a lawyer good friend of mine yeah and my friend told me that that's actually the case for a lot of people in powerful powerful position so it's not a Harvey Weinstein issue it's an issue Mm -hmm. in general so what it is is if you're a big enough person who's valuable enough to the organization they'll say hey if there's a reason to pay out a settlement and obviously they have sexual harassment in mind because these are super powerful men usually it's not like the case that there's so many women running companies you have to include this in their clauses Mm -hmm. as well but it's it's generally like pretty common to find that someone who has such an, an important position to such a big company will have in their clause something that says, hey, if you are uh, responsible for a settlement, as long as you pay out individually from your own pocket, then the company doesn't get to fire you because you are so important. People will levy on you know, unfounded lawsuits against you. Mm-hmm. And so this is your protection and our protection against such um, unfounded lawsuits. Obviously for him, and uh, and I think, you know, one of the maybe intended, but I think unintended consequences of such a thing is that you will sort of build in a sexual harassment clause mm-hmm. into the contract. But apparently that's a like overblown kind of representation because apparently if you look into every major huge huge uh, company with a singular figure that represents them so well yeah that they will probably have that contract like my friend said he wouldn't be surprised if he read that mark zuckerberg had that contact contract or something as long as you're like a singular very public figure who runs a company you might have that sort of a con- contract well and you just see like it's just frustrating because you have all of these different loopholes and checks and balances that might for every if no they like- they work. I mean these are when you decide that it is your 
of utmost utmost importance to protect the personality who runs your um organization in whatever capacity you're kind of eating a lot of shit yeah and so then the shit that you're eating includes sexual harassment racial discrimination something yeah. that like is very suit worthy very lawsuit worthy time and time again yeah but well, you're yeah protecting against it in a way that uh inoculates anybody who comes after it right and it's 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 just hard because as a lot of people have been talking about yes this happens more with powerful men and powerful men get away with it longer they have more enablers you know they can do these horrific things as an open secret but don't underestimate I mean there are men with very little power who still get away with this for a long time low level harassment at offices guys who aren't even good at their job who why their HR company protects them forever they buddy up with a creep who's a little bit higher because in it's power. easier to pay out some one girl because you know that if you make it difficult enough for her, one girl will get paid out very small. She has to fight for a long time to do it. As opposed to accepting culpability for having hired a terrorist. Yeah. And then having to accept culpability for everything he's done. Right. Right. And it's even like the Uber thing where it's like you'll have 15, 20 women coming forward where you'll see the one woman walk out of the office and the women pull her aside like that was a mistake you shouldn't have complained we've all already complained mm -hmm. and now you're gonna get punished and so often directly we get punished and then when we come out with the allegations eventually you have all these people being like oh well it's their fault they should have done you had people tweeting Gwyneth Paltrow how dare you not denounce him when she's one of his victims I hate I Vanessa Carlton was, oh my god I know she deleted like, it you're an asshole yeah you're and a fucking dick you have and I think my theory is and it's not obviously complete completely foolproof but my theory is is that we as women have so been taught to not expect anything of men to not expect anything to come out of our criticism that then we turn the criticism on people we feel might listen and we criticize other women more harshly I don't know that that's a sufficient explanation for that I think it's just that I think it's less high-minded than that. I think it's like, well, let's throw something at the wall and see what sticks. But that's I really why I think, think it's, it's like a subconscious, like we think it'll stick more to women because we think that, oh, well, women will listen to us and if they don't, like we just know so internally, don't expect anything of men or if you do get an apology, it'll be half-assed. And I so hope we're that's like, not the case. So we're like, let's really go after Hillary Clinton and let's really go after Gwyneth or um, Meryl Streep, you know, and it's no, like... No, I think it's... I mean, I don't disagree with you. I just think there's something else to it where it's just like we've long decided that women are the blame for everything and right. you can't dodge any of that internalized misogyny. Right. Because like, um, and I don't feel bad about this. When I heard about the recent R. Kelly uh, harem situation, I blame the mom. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, why are you giving your kid to a known predator? He shouldn't be a predator Yes. Already, but separately, you are in the role of protecting certain people. Mm -hmm. And so your role as mother was to protect this person. Right. And it doesn't absolve the women of responsibility. That's what like critics of feminism say, or they're like, oh, you want to absolve women of responsibility? Like, no, no, no we I've don't. Never but done you that. no, we never have. It's like you have to blame the people who are to blame. Like Lisa Bloom, I mean, Jesus. She's a Christ. fucking asshole. Fuck her. Fuck She's a piece of shit. Lisa Bloom, you are officially not only um court martialed by the militia, but once we get you, we're gonna quarantine you. <laughs> you are not allowed out, okay? I couldn't believe so like she first got told off 
out by her mom publicly. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that that was like also publicly. Probably, stuff. yeah. She's like, I'm not letting you take me down. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, can you imagine you're like Gloria Allred's less accomplished daughter? <laughs> like, uh, my theory is that she took up a big case because she wanted people to stop saying, oh, Gloria's kid. Whenever right. they reference her. Right. And it's like. Okay, so you want to be the Kellyanne Conway of sexual harassment. Like, okay, good. You know what? To be honest with you. Maybe I'm giving her too much, but I really do think that Harvey Weinstein made her feel like it wasn't yes, what it was. Yes, no, he's very convincing. That's the thing about these people. I mean, they are very, very convincing. They never let up, and their persistence is part of their harassment. And, like, I mean, of course, like, every woman who's been in that position to all extents, great and small, knows how persistent these men are, knows how persuasive they can be, whether you're just their friend who they've never abused, so they want to convince you they've never done it to anybody, mm. whether you're a woman they've abused, they want to convince you it was just a bad night for them. We know how persuasive these men can be. I'm sure he repeated the old dinosaur thing so much that she thought to herself, he's really not a bad guy. I, I you know, I don't know, and I don't really have sympathy for that part right because i you know maybe i'm lucky i've been abused by men before i had time to get so close with them that i'd be influenced right. by them so yeah. like there's no i was born actually with um the militia gear in my hand <laughs> exactly yeah so like there's you know i was like i was sexually assaulted young enough that i'm not gonna live in a world where you know a man can tell me, well, that's how we did it in my time. Right. Because it happened at 19 in my time. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's no way that uh, there's I'm not living in a world where I could believe there was a time where it was OK enough for you to do it and that you didn't learn otherwise. And, you know, how viscerally I remember what it felt like. There's no way that I can, you know, move to the side or step to the side about it. Um, right. Uh, so I they're don't, not going to convince you this was like yeah. a 1950s yeah. good old boy yeah. thing. Yeah. So like I, I mean I can't even fathom what uh, he could have said because I can't think of what language would make me go okay. Mm -hmm. You're fine. That's where I get too. It's That's like what I'm confused about. Like I don't f like I'm will I'm she's a piece of shit, but I'm also willing. To, I'm very curious, not willing. I'm very curious to hear what it was he said that made her think that it was a defense, defensible thing. Right. Because then you had Donna Karen saying, "Oh, it's oh the yeah, way she's we a dress. piece of Lots shit. of bad takes. Oliver Stone, who this was. I mean, it's not funny. It's dark. But he was like, "Oh well, I feel bad for Harvey Weinstein." Then someone immediately comes out, an actress, and goes, "Oh well, Oliver Stone groped my breast against my consent." The next statement, Oliver Stone goes, I think what Harvey Weinstein did was terrible. That's hysterical. He changed his tune so quick. And it's like, I mean, you have the Amazon guy has now been yeah, yeah. suspended. But the thing is, is you want the attention to stay on it. This is the thing. People are like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's really happening. But they will scapegoat as little people as they can until we let it go. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you would have to overhaul the system. Yeah. Right? Because... Um, as much as we don't want to admit it, like we've literally built tens of thousands of like industries at this point where the trade is youth and attractiveness and wealth and power. And the fact that the trade exists in itself for me is already abusive enough. The idea that, you know, your only value in the space is how attractive or sexually attractive you are. That's already a problem. 
Right. And then on top of that, there's an abuse of that. Right. And you have women blamed for then internalizing yeah. that value it's, more than the men right. who are pimping them it's out. It's like, all, I, okay, I had to be hot to walk in the fucking door. You guys wouldn't have let me be the actor right. I want to be if I wasn't. Um, and hot and then you're then on top of that I have to be sexually available and on top of that if I'm not sexually avail- available you'll take it right it's like That's a woman will be like very stressful if you want the part show your cleavage and then you show your cleavage and they're like well if you're just gonna be a hussy then you know why do you expect these men to respect yeah, you it's it's, it's uh, here's my plan and here's you know tell me if you agree it's not popular but I think we need to kick the men out of Hollywood completely for at least 10 years okay and then we rebuild you know we and that's of course you know we'll start I don't think straight white men long enough oh well I don't either I mean this is what we'll tell them and then we'll probably (laughs) just insist that we stay there right right so because this is a land grab is what I'm thinking so we we kick them out of their houses this is what we're gonna do absolutely (laughs) yes we'll just do a massive land grab but we won't like feed anybody to dogs it's really important more of a Robin Hooding situation yes yes um, it'd be like, yeah, so we're going to attack. And the thing is, is that the militia, as we said, we already had the Buffalo Wild Wings surrounded. Sure. Um, we had a, a few key strategic locations. So I can't tell you where we are in Hollywood, but let me say we're taking care of it. We're okay. pretty much outside of every equinox, right. but uh, we won't. Lisa Bloom is being taken one. in for questioning as we speak. She's in the steam room at our equinox. Yes, <laughs> and we have these great reprogramming units. I mean, people say if we can't turn the quote unquote good men into spies, and I did. There was this. Just to get serious again for a second, there was this great thread that I loved on Twitter that really expressed because it's like. I don't really have anger at actually good men, but I have so much anger at the male system in general that what really put it clear was this woman saying, I had a frustrating conversation with a good man. And the thing is, is that because he can't envision assaulting a woman, he can't envision purposely making a woman feel such a terrible way. So when he looks at the men around him, he doesn't understand a world where those men are doing those things. And so every time we tell him a good number of people that you know, especially these like men who might be your friends some of them are not only capable they are doing these things so please stop acting surprised yeah I like wrote a thing because last year there was a comedian on the New York City scene who had gotten uh ran the fuck up out of here I guess is what you would say uh because he was accused of being a rapist and I remember As someone who knew him, I believe he is allegedly absolutely fucking capable. <laughs> like it's like there's a reason these things are believed. I mean, he was a known creep. But. Well, so I had no personal real experience with him. I think maybe we had engaged once or twice. There's like a weird story. Like he's kind of part of my comedy origin story in the sense. Mine of like, too. Like he was he, one of the first people to book me in New York. Well, he booked me, and then somebody saw me at a show, and then called my manager. Was right. like, you need to check this girl out. So yeah. it's kind of weird. But like, um, but it's not where that's the thing It's like, we've talked about this before. It's like, why do we still feel almost like bad, like about not feeling grateful to these predators because they gave us a leg up? No, I like, don't feel grateful. I don't feel anything. Or like, but I, I'm not grateful. But like, I felt like it is kind of like weird when it's I it's just think a about weird it. thing. Yeah. To, like he gave me my start in a way. Origin story. Yeah. But he would. That's why I like put up with him for so long because I hated talking. I to had him. no idea that he was a creep. I literally yeah. was like, I was like, OK, Rafa, you've got to just find a way to get on every show that's popular and right. his just happened to be one of them but so anyway a guy last year he got into a lot of trouble for being a rapist and um kurt metzger wrote a whole obnoxious shitty thing about it kurt metzger is like a 
a stand-up comic as well. And he's um, really good at being contrarian for no reason. And um, so he wrote this whole thing about it. And I spotted on the post that Kurt Mesker had written a good friend of mine liked right. it. Me too. Me too. And so I talked then, to a few men that Yeah. Day. So I screenshot it and I sent it to my friend and I said, this doesn't look good on you. Right. And I'm going to tell you why. So mm-hmm. we get into this whole long thing. And he's talking about how terrified he is of false rape accusations. And I had to explain to him that women don't accuse niggas falsely if ain't shit happened. Because when it really happens, it's still mad difficult. So very rarely. But they'll find if there is one woman, God forbid. And even when they retract their charges, sometimes that wasn't actually the case just because they retracted. But if you actually prove one woman falsely accused of rape, that will outprove the millions. The millions are true. And so, like, I explained to my friend, you know, this is dumb. The reason you haven't been accused thus far is because you haven't done anything. And if you keep not doing anything, you don't have to worry about it. And then he explained that he was, like, nervous about he has this dumb friend who could end up in uh, shitty situations and whatever. And then I went through my Facebook messages and I found that friend that he was talking about who was basically berating me wildly in like 2010 I just started comedy he wanted me to come with him to some party um he wanted me to come with him some, to some party with a bunch of other comedians mm-hmm. and I was not attracted to him at all and I didn't want to be invited as a date to a party that would be like a presentation to a society I just joined right which is what every female comic starting out has that thing where you're like I don't want to be associated with a guy but these guys are my only in right but the thing is I made it I was fine I was comfortable with the choice to not go and then he called me a pussy just all kinds of berating me for it and I was like dude this is what your friend Sounds like when he's talking to women when you're not around. Right. So you can't sit and live in this place where the guy friends you got ain't capable. Because mm-hmm. this is what he did when you weren't around and whatever. This is what he did in my inbox. So if if now, seven years later, some other woman says this is how much he's accelerated or escalated in the time since, I wouldn't not believe her because this is how he talked to me already. Absolutely. And you got to get comfortable with the fact that all the men, like everybody's raping somebody, but nobody knows a rapist. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yes. If, if, if this many shorties got complaints, somebody's doing it. And it's very crazy because right, they think we'd they actually believe in the conspiracy that millions of women would make up a term rape culture than the fact that it's real. Yeah, can you imagine? They'd rather believe that fifty one percent of the population is culpable of or like capable of creating this whole conspiracy to identify individual men arbitrarily because there are millions of male celebrities, but only a few of them have been publicly accused of anything. But for some reason, we've identified these guys in particular, and we want to take down these guys decades late Mm -hmm. and uh rather than just occam's razor this shit and be like well maybe that guy did it right it's so obvious they'll go through so many hoops yeah so i mean why the fuck do i give a fuck about bill cosby on what planet what did bill Cosby? what why what what's out there there are people who still think that hannibal is a part of this grand conspiracy to take down bill cosby and it's like if you look at hannibal burris like it'd be so funny to think of him sitting there evilly concocting (laughs) a plan but i think i just want to talk about applesauce they're so and it's hard because it's like you focus on these false accusations you keep the conversation 
around the innocence of men rather than the predators. And it's like, if you don't want to be defined as a predator, then talk to your guy. But there also isn't evidence of the innocence of men in the sense that exactly. exactly. People always say, what if I said this about women? And you always say it wouldn't be true. That's (laughs) the difference. Like what if we were going around saying that, Oh, all women are violent and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you would be lying. You would be lying. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, yeah, some dude was saying to me, he was like, Oh, you know, uh, what if we said that women abuse men? And I was like, mm, you'd be lying. You'd be like, we're not saying zero women abuse men. That was never like to think you're the one doing the not all men bullshit. Well, like, and and also just like, I mean, it's astonishing that this is shocking to so many people because literally since the beginning of time, rape has been at the very least, at the very least, even if we're talking about the most extreme examples, it has been a war tactic. Right. It has literally been an organized effort on the part of people you know what rape and pillage is exactly okay well and it's still so hard it's literally part of a cliche to reference a war tactic we are so comfortable with the usage of sexual assault as a power move that it is part of this thing i don't think anybody knows what the fuck pillage means because we get to the rape part of that quote (laughs) and keep moving Mm -hmm. like that's really crazy that like uh, people deny the existence of rape when it has been such a tactic of not just specific peoples. Literally, the Vikings used it, Africans used it, Eastern Europeans used it. Like mm-hmm. everybody uses rape as a war tactic. So the idea that like it's suddenly a weird thing that you can't believe exists in a cult in our culture when it's been at the very least again just prevalent and on like the un has to send out peace officers to make sure rape doesn't happen and you know what the peace officers rape people too well and it's hard because i don't understand why it's so hard to convince people and particularly men sometimes that it is all related to the same system where harassment and you know things like that where men still view women as being there for them their bodies to use and punish other men you know and it's never about the woman as owning the vessel that is herself which is the whole problem yeah so i remember if like, i go out in public i'm here for you and right. that's how you truly feel about sure. it they like dudes never not take an opportunity to talk about their dicks and i mean that in the sense that they're like they talk about their actual dicks and then sometimes they're just kind of presenting to you dick as an option. It's like there's just men just walking around just offering dick everywhere. But I remember a couple of weeks ago I wrote a joke on Twitter and it was about Andrew Cuomo. And the joke was like Andrew Cuomo did something and I thought it was really eye roll worthy. So I just um, I just tweeted Women, stop giving your pussy to men named Andrew or variations thereof. And, um, dude, feel so attacked. <laughs> yes. So, I last year was in a situation with a guy who is a has a name that is a variation of a Andrew, and he's a piece of shit, a full piece of shit. And a friend, and a guy friend of me was a friend of mine was like, Why you gotta be aggressive like that? Like, why you gotta. Uh, say that or something like that and I wasn't even talking about the boy I was dating but also if I was talking about the boy I was dating so what and I only bring that up because the same impetus to silence women Mm -hmm. to um to 
silence women when they're talking about shit that actually happened to them like i'm not even kidding i'm kind of a dickhead to guys i'm in romantic situations with i was not a dickhead to that dude i was very good to him and he was terrible to me right and the same impetus for a guy to tell me to shut up and not bring up you know what happened to me when i wasn't even talking about oh boy Mm -hmm. is the same impetus that makes women quiet about bigger situations yes because every time you're quiet about a dude's shit they may like every time we have to eat shit on a dude's part to be quiet or to look polite or not look crazy when dudes figure out that we're in a situation where they can make us quiet about some yeah. shit then they take bigger shit yeah we learn that lesson and so do they of we course. learn the lesson exactly. yeah and it's true i love that it's like they do they're gonna take bigger and bigger they're gonna shits. take bigger shits they're gonna take right massive and the, shit exactly it's like the culpability is not on us but it is hard because we get so silenced and then it's like you do just so internalize that lesson and then other women look that's why there's this hard line of please come forward about your rape please go to the cops but also you do have to teach women you're not going to be believed a lot of the time yeah. because you have to warn and, them and so it's like a weird it's a hard double like, like can, i don't know the word yeah can you imagine like being my friend and knowing what i went through last year and then being like stop bringing it up right I didn't even bring it up. Right. And so. And why are you trying to ruin yeah, his life? Yeah, this is life? a person who actually loves me and is like one of my best friends. And you know what I'm saying? So, of course, if that's what I'm dealing with, like with a best friend who gives a shit about me, then then what are we dealing with when somebody has a Harvey Weinstein story and don't nobody in Hollywood give a shit about that? Well, and I've noticed, too, that like when men go through breakups or even when men are married, it's like totally fine for them to talk about personal stuff. Oh, in their I have relationship. plenty of text messages from people being like, oh, she's a vapid slut. She's a bad. She's a horrible bitch. Oh, word. Right. Word. But I just, right. I've noticed like even especially in stand up, like you know, guys will talk about their breakups on stage. Guys will talk about sexual things on stage. Guys will talk about the woman they're married to, like very personal things, talk shit about their wife on stage, the whole like, take my wife, da da da. And it's like, your wife is always hotter than you are. But <laughs> always, always, every time. It's like, that's why these men want to get famous so they can mistreat women way out of their league. They have this whole that is other so true. rewards, incentives. But the thing that frustrates me is that like, you know, I had a friend like, I just feel like when a woman talks about her breakup, especially if they know the guy or when a woman like oh, just wants to make jokes, it's like, really? It's like, how dare you? Now he's going to be embarrassed. Like when a man is hurt, people, the whole world is hurt for him. And when a woman is hurt, people are like, she needs because to figure it out. Because we're raised from the beginning to eat shit. Right. We're raised and literally do, from the beginning to eat to shit do, and do so quietly. To do the emotional labor and expect nothing back. Yep. Whereas if a man puts in emotional labor, it's like, you owe that man your life. Like, mm. and it's it's just like you know what I I really appreciate what emotional labor from men, especially when mine is appreciated back. Like mm, you know, or you know, if we all eating shit, my dude, here's a right. plate of feces. Exactly, like, we gotta eat shit. You gotta eat shit. Exactly, too. like that's I mean that's the malicious plan. It's like full. A good enemies of the matriarchy list. We can cross off Harvey Weinstein for now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but as soon as we get a hold of him, he's eating plates upon plates upon plates. Oh, my God. Of watery diarrhea <gasps> feces. Uh, we are decorating the torture room, which was so exciting. <laughs> it has like, been such it's a just great week. Posters of his biggest movies. Yes, absolutely. Just covered in <laughs> just human like feces. Just Tarantino of, film that he's done. Yeah. And uh, the women who don't want to see him again will absolutely understand. But also his victims that want to come and literally smear shit in his face will totally allow that we'll totally allow and i think that'll be really cathartic and just relieving Do you for know people. what was really mind-blowing to me this is something that 
is kind of irrelevant, but like totally irrelevant, uh, totally relevant too. Uh, so I was watching Project Runway and an amazing thing happened on last week's Project Runway. Please, you guys watch it. And so a thing happened and... Uh, the boy who caused the thing to happen, or the man, he's a man, he's like 25, he caused the thing to happen and then had like a really ridiculous reaction to the result. A good right. result, but he had a guilty kind of reaction. And I kind of was like, that's so silly. Like, if you bring up someone breaking the rules, chances right. are they're going to be in trouble. But you want the both, you want the like. Where you're like, oh, but I'm so sorry that I caused any trouble yeah. when exactly what you wanted uh, yeah. to happen right. happens. But I think he had a genuine like, oh, shit, I didn't think it was going to be this big thing. Right. And But I was still frustrated with him because I'm like, if you vi- if you bring up rules being broken, the people who care about the rules are going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, and I was just kind of annoyed. And then my friend replied to me like we were texting about it and she's like he's 25 and I was like oh shit I never remember that I age up people on TV me too and the thing that made me flip out after we had that conversation is like so Gwyneth Paltrow was talking about how she had to have Brad Pitt come through and like you know aggress Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein's violating her when she's like 22 and she thought of him as an uncle too it's like the most when I'm the least connected person there could probably be in the entertainment industry and I know women who have stories about Harvey Weinstein I mean it was so known but the thing is like aside from that it's just like it's incredible that that we have these 22 year old girls Mm -hmm. in you know these really crazy kind of whirlwind whirlwind experiences and mind you Gwyneth Paltrow is a person who was raised in that stuff right so if she didn't have the wherewithal you know, what can you imagine being some dirt, dirt poor girl trying to make it? But just kind of also, I just meant to say, like, it's kind of insane that we do all this to 22-year-old girls. Yeah. That's the most fucked up part. It's like you said before. we, And then that's why I get mad when people go like, wow, you're so angry against men. You should really work on that. It's like, you didn't even let me have a life before you fucked me over. Yeah. So, of course, I'm angry against Can men. Can you imagine, like, you're about to be the biggest star in the world. You're 22 years old. And all you got to do is just, like, suck it up. Yeah. Maybe your boyfriend says something about it, but he also might lose anything he gets because of it. Well, and that's and like, why I try and say that's why it's hard, because I'm like, I understand men not wanting to be involved, but I get frustrated when they don't acknowledge we don't want to be involved either. That's the whole fucking thing. That's why I need you to be involved, because I didn't want this drama of this old creep trying to put his hands yeah, on me either. Like, yeah. no shit, you didn't want it and, to happen to your girlfriend. I didn't want it to happen to me. And so Jezebel has been, like, posting, you know, just, like, and so today, was it? I, I saw one where, you know, Gwyneth and company are holding up the Oscar. Right. And Harvey Weinstein's right next to her. And this woman looks so like mm-hmm. get this nigga away from me right our body language you can see it all over photos and I've done that where there's an old man with a young actress and I'll point to like a man that I'm hanging out with and I'll be like do you see how disgusted she is and they don't see it they don't look for it they're like oh I guess maybe she looks a little uncomfortable I'm like I can read the every emotion in that woman's yeah. face and it's it's these older actresses too like this woman I follow on Twitter who I love who's on the Dick Van Dyke show she played Sally Rogers Rose Marie she, she's like a hundred and she just made a Twitter. Oh yeah, I saw her. She's so cute. And she posted about the Harvey Weinstein thing and she was like, 
I've worked since I was three. I'm 94. With Weinstein, women are finally speaking up to power. I've suffered my whole life for that. Don't stop. And she was talking about throughout... She was an actress in the 40s and 50s. I mean, she said a man tried to have sex with her. She said no. He cut all of her musical parts from her big break, you know? And she still gets her break and things like that. But that's why the Big Bang Theory woman's thing is so frustrating because she goes... Mm, A blossom. I mean, I She's can't even get into twin. Blossom's it's take. So embarrassing. And also the fact that she seems to think the Big Bang Theory is like a feminist show. And it's like, I can't <laughs> even get into it. I can't even get into it. The Big Bang Theory is the opposite of a feminist. Literally, the Big Bang Theory is like nice guy yeah. walking. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm nice and I'm unattractive and nerdy. I deserve the hottest chick around. Yeah, and one of the characters is supposed to have this girlfriend for five years and he's not even supposed to be redeemable. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, he's like, seriously just awful to like everybody around him. He's not supposed to be redeemable. And then, in they, any gave way. And then they gave him a spinoff. They gave him a spinoff. I love it's just crazy because basically I wanted to read I saw all the backlash before I read the actual article so what I really do try and do because I don't always do it is I'm like before I react I'm gonna read the article and pretty bad and it was just as bad as people said because she said this never happened to me because I didn't dress in this sexual way because I was raised with respectability politics and it's like you don't know why it didn't happen to you but count your blessings because that's the unfortunate place where we are as women Chapter. Right. So, like, there's that. I yeah. mean, I don't want to negate anybody's like firsthand account of their experience, but I don't think that there's a full grown woman who hasn't been sexually assaulted or, excuse me, sexually harassed, harassed um, especially one who grew up in Hollywood. Right. So, there's that. You right? might not see it. Like, you might not acknowledge yeah. it. You might not understand right, what that's it the is. Thing too. Like, we have She's to also an Orthodox this. Jewish person. And, like, so there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in there. Yeah. But also, what is uh, hysterical? or not hysterical but like astonishing is like okay so now let's say that we all get uglied up like Mayim <laughs> prescribes for right, us to do let's take sexuality away from women yeah. why do we need it for ourselves okay so like let's just all get uglied up and be unharassable in her eyes you think men are gonna stop harassing or are they gonna start harassing uglier people right like this is presuming that men only harass women who are conventionally unattractive which is just not at all true does that mean yeah does that every woman who wears like a hijab has never been harassed in no, her life my is God. that what that means you'd be astonished at how right. many i mean the lie is that a hijab will will help exactly it's not going to what a what forcing hijabs and covering up means that you've you've allowed space so that the women who don't do it are harassable without your culpability mm-hmm. oh okay well we tell women to cover up all the way so that the women who don't we get to harass them and no one gets mad at us for it they get mad at the girls for it and even the women themselves go why didn't she make the yes. decision i made even though i'm miserable with it but one way or the other i can tell you that every time i've been sexually assaulted i've been very well dressed mm-hmm. thank you and uh, and also just kind of like uh ugly up like me so you don't get assaulted is such nonsense because it's not as if men assault women or harass women because they're hot Mm -hmm. that's not the issue there are plenty of hot people who haven't been harassed as regularly well an assault comes in so many forms it's like okay are you telling me that the two years that i was sexually groomed by a man 10 years older than me when i was 16 that every single day the way i was dressed affected that no he wasn't gonna no no no, marcia it was because your titties out were were right when i was 16 yeah 
And then by the second day, he couldn't forget where your titties looked like right. that. Like, it's my it's, bad, my bad, my bad. And, and you know what? You hit on a certain such an important point where people are looking for control in places where they don't have it right so now she doesn't know why she wasn't assaulted but she wants to make it feel like for herself she has a control over over what it's kind of like uh when so when i got sexually assaulted like i got sexually assaulted three times within a span of like two and a half years and then i fucked everybody right i fucked which everybody is pretty for like common two, it's right? pretty, very yeah. common i like fucked everybody for two years because it was just like i just got wasted and smashed or whatever because mm-hmm. i felt like whatever bullshit semblance of control and this is when you should be in the years that you're just partying for fun i mean i should have just been partying for fun yeah. but it was like a reclamation effort and right. it totally wasn't i didn't feel like i reclaimed anything ultimately but like a lot of people do this thing where retroactively they're trying to decide that something was their decision when it wasn't. Totally, right. And so, like, uh, her not getting assaulted, which is a weird thing to be discussing, but her not, she's trying to make her not getting assaulted her decision. Totally. Well, and it, that's the thing. It's like, she's like, wow, it's so sad that people reacted such the wrong way. And it's like, you are directly victim blaming. You are the epitome of victim blaming. We don't, like, like the thing is, we don't even have to get into victim blaming. What the issue is, is that she's trying to reconcile what did or didn't happen to her and making it everybody else's problem. Right. It's like, so don't write about it if you don't, don't write about it yeah. you don't have an answer right you don't have she's trying to make what she's told herself because it's such a bizarre thing to say but i can't imagine feeling so un feeling so ugly i was unassaultable mm-hmm. and then trying to project that onto the rest of the world like trying to understand the world through a lens where i think and i'm not saying she's right i'm just saying she probably thinks that just like Oh, I'm so ugly. I didn't get raped. Therefore, this is a choice. There's something I have to take control of. And right. having to put and deciding the New York Times is the place to tell everyone that. Right, exactly. That's too. crazy. Well, and I feel like this is the thing too where people want to act like feminism is like it's like there are only a very small number of women and they don't represent feminism. If you're saying feminism is about I always felt ugly, therefore beautiful women are guilty, you don't understand what's going on. Right. You don't understand who's to blame in a system of beauty and levels and hierarchies. And then you're still saying, and I hated that I was ugly, but actually now I'm lucky because beautiful women are actually punished and therefore, and it's like this whole roundabout. But also too, if you, I'm sure if you said, hey, are you happy that your husband desires you? Yeah. Then she'd probably say yes. Yeah. And then, so... I need her to figure out how to reconcile that she likes being desirable here and then making that everybody else's problem. Right. Yeah. And so like that's, you know, it's just, you know, you don't want like not every decision is a good decision. I'm not one of these feminists who thinks that like every time a girl says something or does something, it's a good thing she's done. But I mean, again, like you said, when you are processing a whole patriarchy and the layers and the levels and the millennia it takes to establish these things, mm-hmm. and the first thing you do is identify girls with the problem, right? You ain't shit, right? And you're not trying to be shit, mm-hmm. and especially on a public platform, it's like, look, if you're having a shitty talk with a friend, you say something stupid. All right. But yeah. like, if you're writing to the New York Times, then you have more responsibility. Right. And you have to expect the backlash. And also the Times has more responsibility. They that. do. That's why the thing. wouldn't the editor say, hey, man, 
It sounds like you're blaming women this for their This is the raves. many sides thing. This is what we talk about. It's like you, they, they have this false idea that giving every single voice an equal platform it's is bullshit. representing equality. Yeah, it's bullshit. And it's not. No, some things are, you know, uh, some things are more valuable than other things, especially since, uh, well, I'm finding out that that's not true, but like we live in a world where we've decided that some things are more right than other things. Right. And then for some reason, we are going back on our values and giving voice to things that we've already decided 10, 20 years ago is less right. Well, and like you said, it lets the conservatives control the terms of debate. You did this like great post where you talked about how the right wing always controls the terms of debate and we let them. And yep. even with the Weinstein stuff, you have the audacity of Donald Trump Jr., Kellyanne Conway. That shit was wild to me. Donald Trump Jr. But everyone, Trump, Sean Hannity, every way. one of these people who worked, this one guy who worked for Fox News said, I can't believe the Weinstein company as an organization, a liberal organization allowed this to happen. It's like you worked for Fox. You work for Fox News. They you just were, fired Roger Ailes. No, they just fired Roger. Bill O'Reilly and Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. And they had already been paying out bitches for right. years. And so it's like, that's the thing is like, and people actually let them get away with like, and they don't really. I mean, you had a lot of no, people they calling get, it no, out. No, they get away but with it. But they control it. the terms of debate. They talk exactly. about how Hillary Clinton. Every time. And to me, it's like you have these liberal women calling out Hillary Clinton. I'm like, do you remember when Donald Trump brought Bill Clinton to her debate? And then and then not only did we not end up talking about Donald Trump as a sexual predator, we didn't even talk about Bill Clinton as a sexual predator. We talked about Hillary Clinton Hillary's as his wife. response to, man, I could... I don't want to cry on this podcast. Like, I could. <laughs> see, like, Let's just end this whole podcast just, by crying. It's for just, I know, we just sobbed for 10 hours. That's the honesty. <laughs> we like to speak honestly in women's voices, and sometimes you just got to cry. Honestly, like, I don't even fucks with Hillary like that. You know? Right. If we, if we being really, really out, real out here, and I don't even fucks with Shorty like that, but the sh- eat, if we talking about eating shit, yeah, that's somebody who's had to eat a lot of shit. Yeah. And it's just astonishing to me how every time like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, I was just saying this to my coworkers the other day because they're like um, some people we were discussing people being like, why didn't she ever leave him? Sometimes you like a nigga who ain't shit. I've been a person who's like the nigga who ain't shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And. You know, he might convince you well enough he didn't do the things he did. Right. But then the, to say, oh, she has to leave him or and she has to put up with all this shit. The shit I put up with, mm-hmm. the shit I ate, I got to leave and be a hero for other people who won't value me no matter what I do. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, I yeah. don't get to run for president because my husband ain't shit. That's I don't exactly get to what be they're senator because my husband ain't shit. If Hillary had left her husband, the Christian right would have told her she don't yep. stand by her man yep. accurately. She stayed with her husband. Now she's with a with a piece of shit. What do we do here? Women this are is always not, to blame. This is not a defense of Hillary or Bill Clinton. I'm just asking what we supposed to do. If I'm Hillary Clinton, I have a child with this man. I've invested my money and my time in this man. And I genuinely don't believe he assaulted people. I think he got handsy. Mm-hmm. We'll work that out privately. But I don't think he assaulted people. I'm not saying she's right to have thought that. I'm right. just saying she thinks that. What do we do now? Right. What do we do now? We just make every sexual assault that happens on the political Women's sphere fault. my fault. Right. We make Harvey Weinstein shit my fault mm-hmm. when I'm just trying to do my own shit. 
Well, that's exactly. And someone even like that's exactly what they do. The media almost gives more respect and reverence to Steve Bannon than they do Hillary Clinton. No, that's what they. That's exactly what they do. And it's like there, you know, you can not like Hillary. There are a shit ton of very good reasons not to right. like Shorty. I can go with you every time. Right. But you're not gonna act like you're not gonna act like. Harvey Weinstein raping shorty's got any the fuck thing to do with me. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Some old nigga wrote me a check. Good. Yeah. I can now do things that will help women. Yeah. And you you gonna blame me for that? Can you imagine to come out of his mouth the audacity, Donald Trump Jr., to come out of his mouth and say, I'm to blame for any fucking thing? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Your dad slaps you in public. There are multiple stories. Yeah. Your dad abuses you in public. Right. And he's abused other women. There's st- Ivana doesn't say he didn't rape her. Right. He's, she says, oh, maybe I didn't understand. Right. And the uh, accusation is the same. She has a non-disclosure. Talk to your mother then. Mm-hmm. If we talking about pulled her hair out. Pulled her hair out. Sexually assaulted her. You know this nigga, he made her not work no more because she was making more money than him. Yeah. At the very surface level type abuse, you can't do better than a man. Right. He spoke... He also, it's like now he's claiming to be this pro-life advocate. He said on the Howard Stern show he would have aborted Tiffany. Okay. (laughs) He said it in real life. And and then tape of him, that's the thing. It's like... Donald Trump, it's like these tapes don't catch up. And it's like you actually let no, these. No, the tapes they do will catch maybe. up. No, no, no. The ca- the tapes catch up. The problem is those people don't give a shit. Because it right. isn't, they don't give a shit about the morality of the individuals, right? Right. They want to push an agenda. Because there's no way. On and the- they're even admitting that now. That's the crazy thing. It's like that is like so out in the open at this yeah, point. At this point, it's so open. Because there's no way that you can look me in the face and tell me that you just, excuse me, you just elected Donald Trump and that you have a Christian agenda. But they keep controlling it. That's the thing. It's like you actually have these people on the news when the Harvey Weinstein comes out, these Republicans giddy, giddy at the chance to blame on the left any sort of immorality. And well, it's like, but we take responsibility. Like, I'm no, sorry, that's not always, issue. but like we do. They gave his money back. Where's the money Donald no, Trump no, no. gave They're you? They're stupid for giving the money back. They stupid for giving the money back. Yeah. The money was already, in my opinion, you could disagree with me or whatever. You stupid for giving the money back. What you do is you use the money to counter any right, bullshit right. that he did. Because, listen, here here we are. We have Donald Trump as president of the United States. Are we going to act like Sarah Palin was a pre- wasn't a predecessor? Mm-hmm. That crazy, what was that crazy Iowa Republican shorty? The one who's married to a clearly gay oh, man? Oh, um, uh, Michelle. Michelle Bachman. Bachman. Yeah. Like, we act. She Jake, looks like Sherry O'Terry character. With her big ass eyes, like <laughs> wide open all the time. All, we keep letting them lie and act as if yes. Donald Trump is an anomaly. They don't know where he came from. Yes. We've got two people we just listed who was on the way. Michelle Bachman didn't know a fucking thing about a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Palin said Obama was palling around with terrorists. Mm-hmm. And she got so popular off of that shit. She said she didn't read newspapers and exactly. she could see Russia from her from house her in Alaska. House. I know. And we let it happen. So she said on the Tonight Show that if she weren't a politician, she she was like, I forget what she said. She was like, honestly, I just wanted to be an actress. OK, <laughs> so so we're sitting here like 
like the problem is that uh you know i'm trying to parse this out because i think it's an it's a white liberal issue it's not a everybody liberal Mm -hmm. issue it's a white liberal issue they're still trying to look good to people who don't want them Yes. And I feel like minorities and women in particular, but, you know, some women are still on their side. I think we figured out niggas don't like us. We got to do whatever we got to do. Right. I think that this kind of being democratic or liberal or not conservative and white is a crisis for a lot of people who've never not been liked by people and they can't just eat it sometimes they won't like you and you just gotta do what the fuck you gotta do anyway well they don't that's why i get so mad like they don't understand why it's such a betrayal that you would pretend to be on my side and then go shake hands with the men who like are abusing us like even just on a smaller scale like why um what's his name pisses me off James Corden and like kissing the cheek of Sean Spicer. And then you even have Joe Biden who said, he's like, well, politics has really changed because the way it used to be is you'd argue all day with people who were, you know, they'd be for segregation, but then you'd still have lunch well, with them. Well, the thing is, when it's like, that's the problem. We don't want you to be fake and have lunch you, with yeah, them. But it's not even just they're not that. Fake, like they're actually what, Well, what he's doing is saying, oh, I miss a time where it was easy to engage with these kind of people because the people they were harming didn't have a voice. Yes. Right. Right. But he doesn't think he's saying that, which is the problem. Yeah. Right. Because on what planet is it decent political discourse that you don't want a significant part of the population on account of their color to have access to anything? Mm -hmm. And you do. And we're just that's why jeff sessions got confirmed yes because jeff Sessions. i mean think about it like just the magnitude of it we celebrate we have a federal holiday that is mostly respected by the country mostly we have a federal holiday respected by the country named after a man who used a peaceful protest to change the segregation laws in our country martin luther king jr martin luther king jr they like to quote at me even though they've never read anything else martin luther king he was not a controversial figure he wasn't divisive he wasn't black lives matter oh my god i mean i mean we loved his communist i thought my former co-worker posted on her instagram she was like Basically being like, don't use Martin Luther King's name in the association with these ongoing protests because he was about unity, not. Divisive. No, he wasn't. And Are I, you kidding? I responded to her. I said, most white people alive at the time saw Martin Luther King as incredibly. They called divisive. him a communist. Yes. And the FBI they followed him to killing him. Yeah. They, they have now admitted. That's wild. So it's like. And Anyways, also continue. Sorry. Um, yeah. And, you know, he got killed when his economic justice platform economic justice platform became really uh, right. well uh, set a scene or whatever mm-hmm. but um received yeah uh yeah like can you imagine like sorry you have you're saying jeff sessions yeah yeah even though we already have mlk yeah Jr. so died. so so like the so we give him a holiday we revere him ostensibly so much every fifth grader learns that i have a dream speech his right. wife said jeff sessions was too racist to be a judge and he's our from uh our attorney general well and that's this even, is where we at they believe he's redeemed almost in the same where they're like well it's been 30 years since she called him racist he's probably not racist well, anymore. she's only not calling him racist <laughs> some more because she's dead yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, i mean i feel like if she was still around she'd and be then like, his that daughter martin luther Luther King Jr.'s, uh, what is, is it, it? His niece? Yeah. So like, the niece who's Fox And then news. you had white people saying back to her, you're misrepresenting your, your dad, Bernice King. Oh my God. Yes. 
Isn't that wild? And she's Isn't like, I'm wild? actually just direct quoting my mom. But, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, that's the crazy. Th- it's like it goes back to what you said about us having established right and wrong. And now we're suddenly it's like, OK, so no, we've established that the civil rights movement was right and that the people who were against it were wrong. And mm-hmm. now we're still having this debate. And you have a man who's been sworn in who the civil rights. He movement- lied under oath, by the way, during his swearing in. Right. Not swearing. Excuse me. When during they were congressional uh, hearings. Yeah. He lied about uh, not knowing about these meetings and with. A of flint. course. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know, but that's the thing. They're not. Be- I mean, it's like there is so much that would be impeachable at this point, even aside from the Russia stuff. He's still giving his businesses. Yeah. Money. But the thing is, a nigger was president. Right. Exactly. Before, so we can't. So we deserve all the punishment that we get <laughs> because he's just going. And he's even he hasn't commented on the California wire files. And people literally think it's because California didn't vote for him. I wouldn't be. Surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all. The case. Okay, so we have to get to... Um, yeah, we've been talking for a little so bit. So I will really quickly, since we were just talking about it, my hashtag Crush Men Monday is the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. I called his office. His The two things that have been in the news, he's running unopposed, of course, in November. And there are people who are writing in Mark Fleeter, who is yeah, yeah, um, a DA I don't know candidate about for Brooklyn. Him, so I don't want to like endorse him either. He's a Democrat socialist. He's an openly gay uh, lawyer. And he was part of the Brooklyn DA's office and um, had a falling out with Eric Gonzalez. Um, okay. So basically, Cy Vance did two things in the press very recently where... Oh, two things that we found out That we about found out about recently. that were of years ago where... The Trump lawyer, Kasowitz, longtime Trump lawyer. He's the one who wrote that crazy email pretty recently, yes, right? Yes, the one at like 11 p.m. He's like, I'll fuck you up. We're Jews, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come meet me. We're Jews. Uh, these people are crazy. And that's what pissed Lauren Michaels, too, pissed me off because he. Oh, that Weinstein show was bullshit. He's dropped the Weinstein jokes from SNL. And when someone asked him why. It's a New York thing. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Lauren Michael was a predator or had part in it but whatever I don't I'm never gonna get a job at SNL I don't give a fuck <laughs> but um so basically Cy Vance coincidentally coincidentally dropped humongous fraud charges against Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump. no 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 Jared and Ivanka I thought it was Don Jr. and Ivanka I was told that Jared and Ivanka were trying to sell their condo and they were using really bullshit illegal right um means to imply to the potential buyers that the house was more stable than right it right was, like the visual physical property yeah and also the value of it on the market right yeah so and then he dropped the charges completely even though the entire da's office basically thought they had a very strong case and then coincidentally because mark kasowitz right coincidentally up. gets a personal donation from kasowitz for after $10, a personal meeting after a personal meeting so that's number one. Then with this Weinstein thing, this poor woman, Gutierrez, she was a model. She was assaulted by Weinstein. This is where the audio, the really yeah, horrific the, uh, audio, the audio from, from The New Yorker came from, where she was set up on a sting with the NYPD. She got on tape, him admitting that he grabbed her breast, him saying, don't. Oh, also, don't make a scene. Right. And then the DA didn't press charges, and Cy Vance's excuse was that they couldn't prove intent. And it's like, what you do know you mean what? you couldn't prove intent? Exactly. And also, he got a huge donation from Weinstein right after he dropped the case. There's no, he didn't but, address the money he was given. But also, like, even let's not even get 
Excuse me. There are plenty of um, there are plenty of charges for crimes you can't prove intent. Exactly, on. but th- but not against rich, powerful white men. Sure, sure. That's the thing. So, and this is what people say: involuntary manslaughter. Do you know what that says in the title? Involuntary, right. as if you didn't intend to do it, but you did it anyway because negligence is still liability. And if you look at that is some bullshit. If you look at Cy Vance's records, which of course now, and this is the great thing about the internet, is that now if I call people, I can literally, you know, like when the gun stuff was happening, I can literally Google. Google Rob Portman NRA and say I know exactly how much he's given given I know all of his votes and I can recite them for you right now and the people in the office go oh fuck because that's not really how it worked before no it didn't so with Cy Vance he obviously had all these calls but he's running unopposed he's completely powerful but his records show it's like okay so you won't prosecute a sexual criminal who's powerful white and a man but you've put 500 prostitutes in jail this year like he prosy has a really high level of prosecution against prostitutes. And, vice, and let me tell you, more often than not, I'm telling you when the cops bust a person for vice crimes, mm-hmm. vice is how they retur- refer to them. That cop didn't not do some shit he wasn't supposed to do to right. get it. So it's like, and then he tried to throw the NYPD under the bus. And it's like, this is the thing about this world we're living in. Why in any world am I having to defend the NYPD? Why in any world am I having to go? They said they had enough to go forward. The NYPD did their part. You prosecute. Why in any world am I having to go? The NYPD, I agree with them. Like, That's crazy. And so it's crazy. And so anyways, fucking crush Cy Vance. I do, like I said, I believe in channeling negative energy towards men as a collective female energy force. Mm-hmm. And I believe if we just envision his face, he's been added number one enemy to the matriarchy, which the number one position changes with my anger. So don't take that. It's like, <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't worse men to be mad at. I'm saying that I right now I am looking at his face. He's a Cy Vance Jr. And his, that's the thing is his his excuses, correctly. his statements were not enough. And there are people who have left his DA's office because he won't prosecute certain New York families, certain people. It's all so tied in. Lauren Michaels wouldn't make the joke because he winked and said it's a New York thing and it's like no we've always understood that liberal or conservative these old white men these have this very boys wealthy club people that we have no access to yes. don't you remember there was that white party at the, uh, in the Hamptons this past year where it was like Chuck Schumer hanging with Jared hanging yes. with it and I was like oh god exactly and it's like no that's the thing is like that is the world that's not acceptable to us you cannot go have lunch with the anti-segregationist yeah. anymore <laughs> exactly. sorry Sorry, bruh. We watching. Yeah. Um, and then you wanted to talk about the professor. Oh, my God. So, Ooh, you know, you guys know you love the goss. You love the militia goss. We love the goss. So don't come at the militia unless you come prepared. So I've been off work for, uh, for a week. That. Yeah, this is how it is. So work has been off for a week. Um, the president's show comes back on Thursday at 1030. Prime We're prime time now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, you remember we were at a party this weekend. Ray and I, do you remember this? And someone was like, Oh, well, um, it's 930 actually prime time. And you were like, I told my mom it's prime time. So it better fucking be prime. Time. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that was so funny because it was someone like it was like um, they were talking about how now Jordan, the opposition is going to be at 1130. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had been pushed back to midnight before. Yeah, we had. And you're like, oh, so now we're prime time. And he's like, well, prime time's like nine o'clock. And you're like, no, <laughs> prime time is what I told my mother it is. Because because that is how they've been advertising is that the president president has been moved to comedy central's prime time well prime time is until 11 o'clock yeah. because even on network television yeah, like the later. news doesn't start till 11 exactly so. dick eaters eat a dick <laughs> uh. he was a very nice man i'm sure but uh, yeah he's I don't currently even in our prison basement i don't even remember who it was but you know i'll kill someone i don't know um <laughs> 
So anyway, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so Marsha and I, we have a Facebook page. Please join it and like it, whatever. Facebook.com slash misandry with Marsha and Ray. And we also have a Facebook group that you can post in called uh, The Militia in the Woods. And we vet, so don't play games. Yes. Anyway, so uh, I've been off work for a week, and so I've just indulged in all of my insomnia. And so Marsha didn't get to this. I did. And uh, <laughs> so someone wrote on our Facebook page a really obnoxious post, which was basically like, oh, you know, uh, he was like, Oh, hate speech is humor. Hilarious. Dot, hate dot. speech disguised as humor. Oh, yeah. Hate speech disguised as humor. Hilarious. Dot, dot, dot. Well, I would say women aren't funny, but oh, well, I would say this pr- this page is proof that women aren't funny, but women are funny. Uh, just not you two, um, which made me very angry. <laughs> uh, it made me very angry and uh i have no problem fighting on the internet i'm petty and i will go with you i have time especially when i'm a crazy insomniac and i am i'm trying to figure it out but for the for the time being it's a really good mm-hmm. fight strategy we're trying to get be some up really all night strong, uh, <laughs> what's it called ambient, ambient to, no i don't want to do ambient i've had a bad experience with rafan and i we live in our bunker in the woods so yeah. it's really hard to get sleep and medicine yeah exactly and, you, know. you know they don't mail it out to you so <laughs> So uh, what I first responded was, so eat a dick. Like, you don't have to like our podcast. Be your more, I was like, you're more than welcome to not listen to our podcast, and you can eat all the dicks you mm-hmm. want to eat. And then I started getting really angry because I was wrong about this fact, which I'll explain later, but I anticipated that he was the kind of person who wasn't going to check back. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a drive-by insult people and never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. So I got really upset because I wanted to cuss him out and I wanted to have a fight, mm-hmm. but he wasn't going to fight me. Mm-hmm. So... I got really angry. And then, like, uh, I so I screenshot what I posted and I posted on things. And then somebody checked his page and was like, he's a law professor. Because it's like they post on their public pages. It's insane. And it's like, and that's the audacity, too. It's like women are so scared to speak about things that we actually should speak about. And then men feel so entitled on their pages that can be linked to their fucking jobs (laughs) to go troll women half their fucking age and say, oh, you aren't good at comedy. It's like, oh, did your open mic not go well? (laughs) I mean, all these people are just failed comedians. Right. So I was very angry because I wanted to fight. And, you know, this is at 3 a.m by this point so like right i'm awake and i'm itchy i want to go i didn't think he was gonna go someone pointed out to me that he's a law professor so i went to his profile and i saw that he was a law professor and i was like oh really mm-hmm. um and so then i had a moment because i am somebody who doesn't think that going to somebody's employer is the right reaction every time right but i do think that if someone's in a position of power in a way that shapes futures any sort of bigotry right. on their part. You're teaching you. So what are you going to say? How are you grading your female students' papers if you're automatically If you don't think like, that we're clever. Right, that's the thing too. It's like if you don't get the satire or whatever, but most men get really mad that our logo image is of us decapitating I've Actually, literally, this is the only man I've ever had tell me that. I mean, I just, I guess it's like I've always just wondered, but it's like, it's just crazy to me because our whole joke about killing men and blah, 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 which, you know, 
we actually do mace every man that we see, but it's just hard because it's like the joke is that 95% of violence is committed from by men, men. To, by men. Wow. And so it's like, you know what, when you even our trolls, besides this guy, even our trolls, like Marsha and I have been attacked on two separate Reddit pages mm-hmm. and they're, their frustration with us has never been that we hate men. It's right. that we're cunts. Right. And uh, and like one of them the was l- like one of them saw our logo and was like, I bet Ray doesn't even know how to use that sword. He wasn't even <laughs> mad. He has a whole sword, a sword collection sword. and exactly. he's like, you don't even know what kind of sword that is. Yeah. So it's just first of all. So like there's no way that you have listened to anything we've said no. or read anything that we've written and said, oh, they really do hate men. He just men. wants to silence we us. We are both reluctantly heterosexual women. Yes, reluctantly. <laughs> like, and like, I wish I could hate men more. I right. really can't. But um, so it was just very frustrating to me. And uh, I'm a black woman, so I can do this. Rose McGowan cannot. But I said, look, the reason I was like, okay, I'm going to go forward with this email because if you replace race with the gender uh, issues that he presented in his post, you because would have a major problem. Because they Ray, both affect you, right? Not Rose McGowan. <laughs> yeah, That's not, the thing. She's an you can't say replace woman with the N word if both things don't affect yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You you're can't. like, you're, oh, okay, well, uh, I get called well, the N word all both the time. Affect, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, it's still the same. Yeah. To me. <laughs> to me. But not to you. Not to you. So, um, so what I did was I was like, you know, replace. This is how I justified writing the email. It's kind of like, look. If he had said black people in the places where he said women, where this page is proof that black people aren't as good as white people, but... I won't say that there are some good black people. It's just that you two good bl- two black people aren't good. Mm-hmm. As a kid, have thugs. a hard time. Yeah. yeah, he'd have a hard time explaining that to a student body. So I he wouldn't w- be able to. No, right. he wouldn't be able to. So I wrote into his uh, to his dean because it was astonishing to me that on his public profile uh, that listed his employer, he would be very comfortable uh, announcing that sort of a thing. Because he um, sees us as the hateful ones. That's the thing. It's like you're not even looking around you if you just are searching. Well, I don't think. Well, I don't think he sees us as hateful ones. No. I think he doesn't like that girls get to say the yes. guys suck. Yes. Because I can't imagine being a well-off sixty-something-year-old person with a good family. It looked like based on his pictures, he had his pictures of the kids, which is why in the email I was yeah. like, a woman, his daughter yeah. that looks to be about my age. I like wanted to indicate that I'm a woman, right. half his age, and he's trolling girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, he uh, he just you know it just really vexed me because I wanted to fight and I couldn't fight because I knew he wasn't coming back. And the audacity, the audac- of like the audacity of you to do that. And it was also very plain to me that any like he hadn't listened because any person who has listened to us right. would know that. Uh, just like our y'all American wanna, friend, I don't want to blow the the conceit of the podcast, but we are not actually going to kill people, right? I call it semi-satire because it's like, have I killed men? Yes. <laughs> Will I kill men in the future? I'm hopefully no. You know, right? It's like, do am I training a militia of women in the woods? Yes. Are we militant feminists? No. No, we're safe. We'll just murder you for other reasons. Please, we and just want to talk to it with a knife to your throat. And so, like, it was like very clear to me that he hadn't listened. So well, I, to me, it's the satire. The I guess I just want to say, like. 
to me, it's frustrating because it goes back to the joke is, is that women have to live every day in a world where violence is perpetuated against us by men. So the relief that we have found is to joke about killing all men as a joke amongst each other. And men find that so unacceptable. Yeah. And it makes me mad because you're really mad. The joke's not for you. And you're mad that we're allowed. Yeah, to we, that, we left you out because can you imagine the pushback that would come if a professor at a law school trolled Black Lives Matter podcast right. by being yes. and saying, oh, you know, some of you are good. The rest of you aren't yes. good. Yes, exactly. No. Uh, so I, I wrote this email um, and I would have waited. But, you know, I had crazy insomnia. I was up at 3 a.m. So I write a note. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what I did was uh, I like CC'd the dean and the director of communications and one other person and the and the professor and I was like, I wrote this very long letter. I stated exactly who I was, where I worked, uh, what credentials I had. Mm-hmm. I listed our podcast and the fact that we had been listened by NPR. We'd been, you know, uh, propped up by NPR. And that timeout is very interested in us. We're going to be in timeout. We're going to be in timeout magazine. And I was like, nobody else seems to think that we're misandrous. Right. Actual misandrous. This is a social justice, economic justice, racial justice podcast. And we call it misandry because that's what we're going to be called anyway, no matter what we do. Exactly. And I, you know, so I listed a bunch of ways that we are legitimate people. And so this pot, so this professor, some 60 something year old professor at a top 30 university is wasting his time trolling podcasts trolling unknown podcasts for the most part and also doing so in a way that is sexist while Mm -hmm. lamenting our hate speech right right um and then he wrote back and he was like i'm shocked that you're shocked that i would respond to the he was like well to be fair ray your logo is beheading a man Mm -hmm. uh I'm shocked that you're shocked. It's like, that's the comedy, bitch. Uh, well, so I wrote back. Yeah. I was like, uh, he's prof- he's entitled to not understand satire. Yes, I love that. Or think I'm funny. Yes. Or uh, attack podcasts he hasn't listened to mm-hmm. or researched. But what he's not entitled to do is to troll misogynistically unknown podcasts from a public profile that links to your university. Right. And again, you have like distinguished female lecturers at your school yes, and your student exactly. body has fe- numerous female what else scholars. are you undermining in subtle exactly. or overt ways because a friend of mine pointed out he's like well my friend was like how can he uh grade papers well when he thinks half of the population isn't clever mm-hmm. that's exactly and it's like when we're in school that's the thing when people who were historically left out of these institutions once we get to higher education someone was posting about this today once we get to higher education there are still so many ingrained biases against us whether you're a woman and a minority well you can i can't even tell you how many studies there show there are the show that uh women girls in particular young girls but women in general do better in math and sciences when they are graded without their names on paper absolutely and, absolutely and then also there wow are ton- that makes so much sense and there's tons of studies too that show that uh people of color will submit resumes that look basically the same like harvard did it in 09 where yes. they had identical resumes and they had a black sounding name and a white sounding name mm-hmm. and the black sounding name with the exact same res- resume would not get called back and the white sounding names would get called back yes so these things matter and i wouldn't have 
have gone after Zim- I honestly would never have gone after him like that if he weren't someone who were so boldly in a position of power in that way. Right. And I think his position of power emboldened him to do that. I think yeah. he thought that there wouldn't be consequences. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, I went back and forth, and then finally the dean from the school was like, hi, I just came back from a long flight. I'm sorry for the delay. I'm going to... Uh, review and we're gonna we're gonna review and handle internally and mm-hmm. then like the next morning his post was gone um, oh that's right and then because you texted me did you delete it and i was like absolutely fucking not so he deleted his own thing because not only did he do that but he also when a woman who is a fan of ours i can't remember her name at the moment but she was great she was like hey like if you don't like something you don't have to say this you can offer constructive criticism or go Mm -hmm. away and he was like oh you just violated your own principle no because i'm responding to you yeah it was really ridiculous so he was very childish which i also included in the message and you're a professor that's the thing too it's like you're a grown-ass man like i'm not kidding i'm almost 30 the picture of his children he had three kids on there there was a daughter in the middle the daughter looked my age yeah and it's like here you are on the internet arguing with girls the age of your child Mm -hmm. and aside from the fact that that's embarrassing because i would not argue with a 13 year old and i'm not saying that i'm I'm the equivalent of a 13 year old right but i'm a grown-ass man raising grown-ass children daughter had graduation outfit mm-hmm. on so that means that she's old enough to at least be out of college yeah i wouldn't be doing that with with people younger than me like that but like aside from that part it's just kind of like you didn't even know what the fuck you was talking about because exactly. you didn't even listen or try to understand well you just gut react to this fragility that's the thing it's like you they have these gut reactions literally emotional reactions to them feeling so attacked by us being given any sort of platform where we might be listened to. And then they are actually just like, you're the ones who want the safe space and you're the ones who right. blah, blah, blah. And what I'm was sure he's one of these professors whose like college campuses have, have been ruined because of safe spaces. And also what was so funny was when I explained exactly who we are and who had given us props and all that stuff, he didn't respond to that part. Right. He only responded to the... Uh, I'm surprised you're surprised. Yeah, he said, oh, I'm sorry. He said, to be fair, Ray, your logo has a beheaded man right so he didn't acknowledge the fact that he was trolling misogynistically right. on a thing and i said that's you why were I, incited literally yeah, yeah and so i literally that's why i wrote i was like you're welcome to not understand satire yes. which was a dig i felt good about and yes i love and, that and then he, i was like you're also welcome to not think i'm funny and i truly believe that please if you don't think i'm funny don't pay attention i'm very good with that yeah but it really did bother me that he had no idea what he was talking about. No. Because he kept referencing our podcast page. He was never referencing our show. That's the thing. He just saw the image. So it's like, oh, was it hate speech? Because. And that makes me inclined to believe that he Googles or Facebook misandry and then finds girls to rant at. Exactly. And so like that was really corny in my, you know, in my opinion. And so. Uh, that was like why it kept pushing. You didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. And you wanted to use your side, like, vo- and like he, like, can you imagine, like, really, real talk, I'm not kidding. This is going to sound, like, I don't know if it sounds believable, but I honestly know that if I were the most prominent professor at one of the top 30 law schools in America, I'm not going to bother on the Facebook page of a podcast I'd never heard. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just not. 
Right. Um, but this is why I'm saying I'm like, I do believe that women will be better at running the world. And I think that it'll be so excited when they're all so triggered, though. Well, I'm like, and they're the ones who I bet he makes fun of people being triggered constantly. But that's why I'm just like, we need to limit the time men are online legally. (laughs) We need to limit it to two hours a day. The militia will set up little computer rooms like in North Korea where the Internet doesn't even work. And we'll just have them pretend to be online. And I think (laughs) that'll work really well for our purposes. Yeah. And I banned men from the internet full out for like a couple years. I'm sorry. I think that most good men would understand and it would be hard, but it's like you'll get through it. And in the long run, hey, we kick you off Twitter. The good men, you get to write a book. Yeah. You can be you really productive. You get to productive. be married to great women. Yeah, you can be really productive in that time. <laughs> and um, it'll be really great for all of us. So I think if we could pass one amendment for the malicious constitution today, it would be men are banned from the internet. Men are banned from the internet. And from and, public spaces. And from public spaces. And, and from workforce. Don't bother with us if I'm having an insomnia about. (laughs) Well, and if if you're going to bother us, like obviously you hadn't listened to us because you would understand that that you if you are going to bother us, at least know why. Yeah, I I, like and I it's important to me to get that out because I had a friend of mine. We got into an argument, actually, because she's one of these people who thinks that people shouldn't contact people's employers and stuff. Uh, just because they say unlikable things on the internet, which and is like I unlikable is different than. Well, I generally agree with her, yes. but I also I was like, he's not a nobody; he's a somebody. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, if you are a janitor, be sexist to all the brooms in your closet. That's yeah. fine. But this is a person who shapes women's futures. Yes. He probably has an um, impact on the actual female colleagues who are. In he's like who are preferences? Educator. Yeah, he's an educator and, he's not educated. and a career shaper and something like that. This is this is different from you know what I mean. Like it would be one thing. It's like okay, I'm not gonna report the nigga on the street who cat calls me to his boss. I right. don't care. Right. But if you're the kind of person who has on your profile that you're a professor at Indiana University, um, yeah, his name is Kenneth Dow Schmidt. Yeah. That's and you him. know what? Your words carry responsibility. If they're yes. online, people say things online they would never say in person, quote unquote. Right. But it's like, you know what? And he also st- stood by his words yes. in his email. So uh, I don't feel bad about it. Um, my thing is, you, if you are the kind of person who shapes people's futures, again, like Marcia said, he's reading papers and he's grading them. And he's also a mentor to a lot of people. His specialty is labor law and unfair labor practices, which means he understands what it means, how a company can discriminate against people for whatever yes. thing. So if you're somebody who specializes in discriminatory practice and you're a lawyer against that, how you can decide that women aren't funny or play on a trope that women aren't funny and then be like oh well you aren't funny but yeah uh, women might be right is is a shitty thing to profess publicly when you are somebody who's representative of so many institutions and uh, um whatever so i don't regret that one so men watch yourself on that note if you can learn anything from our militia and from harvey weinstein it's that you better take a vow of silence now no that's the thing too these these guys take it as like oh well i guess i just can't be around women and it's like you said to your friend you know what just don't harass us just don't say sexist shit and you'll be fine yeah You'll be fine and you'll become a spy for the militia or we'll keep you in one of our very cushy reprogramming units. <laughs> we have nicer ones, you know, for the for the good guys. Um, Sweet. Pot. So on that note, hashtag the audacity of you. 
professor mm-hmm. and find us on twitter we are at misandry with mr or you can hashtag misandry with mr and we check that as well and also email us because we are yes. like collecting we're gonna do a feedback a feedback episode yes. very soon militia mail militia mail yes we're gonna oh my god militia mail is a perfect name for it yeah we're gonna do a militia mail episode and for all of our new listeners everyone who's been tweeting stuff at us we love it we love it so much what's our email address again our email address is misandry with marcia and ray oh, at yeah, gmail.com yeah, gmail. our instagram is misandry with marcia and ray and we are having so much fun we'll be in timeout. yeah we'll be in time so out. look for cool. our faces um photo by mindy tucker and yeah, she's great and listen for the next episode and you'll make it through. Um, it's been a hard millennium for women, but soon <laughs> it's been a hard five millennium. Yeah, soon for we'll women. take uh, we'll take the earth back. Yeah. All right. Eat a dick. Bye. Eat a dick. Bye. <laughs> Do not manslate me or manslate.